Okay, we are in the middle of Hilchas. Good morning. Good morning. Thank you. We are in the middle of Hilchas Eruvin. Just a real quick throwback. I usually don't like to do this, but this is like the second time when we spoke about burials. So we asked about is it ever done on a second day? So people just wanted to know who it was about. So when the Rav passed away, it was Rav Simcha Zelig. He passed away. He was a Dayan of Brisk. He passed away late Erev Shavuos. And Rav Moshe Salavechik is the one who passed that they're going to do the Kavura on the second day. Because it was too late for people to show up to the Kavura and it's much to do on the second day. They didn't want to push it off and everyone walks in those days. So that's what was done. And I just wanted to point out that um, Rav Yonasan Sachs also told me that it was Tzvi Pesach Frank the uh, Rav of Yerushalayim who passed in, that the Hevra Kadisha doesn't get to, uh, for sure doesn't get to go back. If they went to do the burial, they're not allowed to come back because they're miyuchad to be the Hevra Kadisha. They're the ones who are designated for it. They know that going in, it's part of their job. And we're not worried about, oh, they're not going to do the next, they're not going to do the next burial. So that's Heter of, so that they don't, Makshildam Asilavo, doesn't apply to a Chavra Kadisha. I just want to can ask more about that later. They still do it in Gibraltar, secondly. In Gibraltar? Shepson says they do it in Gibraltar. Okay. More than America also. Yeah. Satmar is more known for it than Yechidim. Okay. Um, I think we will continue. Yes. So, hey. We're on hey. Tough. Kuf Chaf Zayin Hey Tavshil Zeh Sheamru. So right, we spoke about it needs to be something that's cooked and lechadchila something that's baked. So this Tavshil that we spoke about, so it could be, it could also be, um, has to be anything cooked, even if it's we're gonna see, even if it was edible chai, even if it was edible Sheamru Afilut Sali. So it could be cooked, it could be roasted or grilled. A filu shaluk, it could be very well cooked, so that's even like melts a little bit, whatever the word is. And a filu kavush, for these purposes of Erev Tevshilin, even if it was only kavush, you, uh, something that was pickled, anything that was pickled for more than 24 hours. Oh, meushan, or it was uh, smoked. All these things are fine. A filu min dagim ketanim. Even small fish, anything that's, that's its way for cooking. Even if it's just something that's really easy to cook and all you have to do is just pour boiling hot water on it, that's fine. Um, comes out, if you see the Mishnabura, herring. Okay, I don't know how people usually make it. If it's in a sauce or liquid, I think that's how it's usually made. Almost all herring is made by putting the herring in oil and then adding various okay things, but it's almost all okay so Rubenstein said it's always made with oil and so therefore it's not a problem that's good enough the Mishnabura talks about herring that's only made with dry salt and that's not good enough he says Maliach just salting is not considered cooking but if it's in a brine or if it's in a oil and that's for sure okay Mechain Right, as long as it's 24 hours. Of course. So, so you can make an air test shoe on herring. So wait, wait, that would be like jerky. So is that kind of beef jerky? Oh, sir? No, that's, you, you cook that. No, 
No, exactly. Beef jerky. Beef jerky is prepared by laying it out on the board just like a fish and salting it. We can move on later. Okay. Perhaps, but, okay, know. fine. It's not heated at all? Uh-uh, not at all. Okay. It has to be with a liquid salt. Um, at, least that's, at least that's what the mission board writes. I didn't, I didn't uh, research. Where is that mission board? Yud Gimel, I think. Okay. All right, good question. Uh, maybe beef jerky counts, but okay, I don't know. So too, you cook apples. Even though you eat it raw, that's fine, right? Because we eat it part of the meal. People have it as kugel or um, apple crisp or whatever you want to call it. Uh, anything else, maybe um, compote as well. And even on small fish that you cook. As long as it's something that we mentioned you eat in a meal that has bread, then it's good enough. Okay. Vav. Uh, I'm not positive about if it's miyuchad for dessert. So I'll, I'll leave that as a question. It might be pushed to you, but... Um, okay, Vav. Somech me'erev yom tov. Afilu aladashim shebishulei kadera. Alright. Um, you can even use um, for food for, uh, to say a bracha and set aside for your Erev Tavshilim even the leftovers or the scraps of your pot assuming it's edible it's not burnt to a crisp uh, or even just leftover fat you take from your knife you just slide it off with your fingers and you collect it and that's fine as long as it's edible as long as it adds up to a kazayim most people ate that in the old days. Okay. I know some people are like, ew, but it was a very popular... Right, it used to be edible, and for now some it's, it still is very edible. Yeah. So, but, that's only getting, that's only a technicality, really, lehalacha. everyone agrees, you're, that's not lechadchila. You're supposed to use something that's appropriately a nice piece of meat and a proper shalim piece of water challah, or whatever challah you make a on. That is, uh, that's lechatchila. This this if is not is not lechatchila. Zayin mitzvah al kol adam laariv. Now it's specifically a specified mitzvah that everyone is supposed to do in erev tefshilim. Okay. There's a question if you don't plan to cook, maybe there's no chiyuv whatsoever. But certainly if you're suppo- if you want to cook. And perhaps even if you don't plan on cooking, there's a mitzvah for everyone to make an Erev Tavshili, and this way you're, you're safe and you can do it. And as we learned, Chazal wanted us, they made up, they invented this whole Erev Tavshili because they wanted us to do the Erev Tavshili. They didn't want only one person in the whole community doing it and nobody knowing about it. That's not what was intended. Right? We learned a couple of reasons. One of them is to remind us that, that uh, you're not allowed to prepare on Yom Tov for during the week. That was one of the reasons why they enacted it. So they want us to be uh, reminding ourselves by actually doing it. It would defeat the purpose if only one person, the Rav of the city, did it. Umitzvah, in addition to every individual, Umitzvah kol alav. In addition, the Rav of the city, the Rav of the Shul, should also make an Eru for everybody so that other people can rely on it in case some people... Uh, we'll see. Uh, for who? Yeah. The people who innocently forget. 
That's a question. Some say if you were just lazy and forgot, that's not that's not acceptable. But it's it's intended for people who forget, they weren't able to make it, or included in this is people who believe that only the Rav is, does it. Some some people actually believe it's not for the individual to do, it's just for the Rav, and there's so many Khanil So that's wrong, but um, some call that uh, negligence does, isn't good enough, but uh, many say that's okay. Or, let's say you made an error like you were supposed to, and it disappeared. You ate it by mistake. Someone of the kids ate it by mistake, and it's gone. Or an Amar, it doesn't know how to do an Eruv. So for these cases, that's why you have the Ravair to do it. But if a person who is able to and he's knowledgeable and he doesn't, but he just wants to rely on somebody. So based on a story in the Gemara, he's called a Pasheya and he cannot rely on it. So there's a story in the Gemara in um, Beitza. It's, um, I believe it's Tetzayin Amar Beis. So there is a blind person, happened to be blind, and he was upset. So the Rav asked him, why are you upset? He says, because I forgot to make an error. He says, don't worry, you can rely on me. And then the next holiday came, and he saw him upset again. And he said, why are you upset? Because I forgot to make the error. So the Rav says, oh, you can't prepare for Shabbos this, this year. Because I'm not, I don't have a mind to take care of the, those who are Pasheya. Only those who are by mistake. So it's a Macholka Rishonim, if that's the real Halacha, or just that Rav was being strict with his, uh, with his member. So it's a machok rishonim. The ra, here the shulchan aruch is machmer. The mishnah bura points out that there is somewhere a mekel, and um, uh, I think he writes that right. He says bedi eved. The mishnah bura against the shulchan aruch. He says you can be somech bedi eved, and um, you can rely on the rav even if you were you forgot a couple times in a row. Okay. Obviously, he says, Lechatchile, you should follow the Shulchan Aruch, but if you forgot, and there's no way out, you, you're, you're allowed to. Okay? Uh, let's see. Now, what happens if you plan to eat out? You don't plan to cook at all. So you say, what do I need an Arab for? Arab Tashulim for? I'm not cooking, I'm not baking, I'm not doing anything. So, perhaps you should for a candle, and we'll, we'll talk about that, but some say for a candle, there's no Chiyuv. So if you're doing it only for a candle, I would say do it without a bracha. That's what, that's what uh, I've seen in Chazan Ovadia and others. But, so what did you, so anyways, what if you are planning to eat out and then you realize, oh, I can't eat out. Uh, they, they uninvited you or somebody was sick, a snowstorm, and you, you're not going. And now it's already Friday afternoon or Friday morning and you don't have food. So that's called an onus. So Shlomo Zalman or Karl Eretz and I think common sense will tell you that that's called an onus because you had, right, you had full intentions not to need it. And that's, and now you need it. So that's exactly what an onus is. Okay. Chet. Uh, right, and if you will also, the if you appoint someone to make the Erev Tashilin for you and that person slips up, so that's also, you're called, you're called an onus and you can rely on the rough. Now, if you're going to make the error for somebody else, like the Rav, or you can just make it for other people, so then you just have a mind, you say it's for everyone else or all these other people. You don't have to start specifying names. 
And if you say it's for the whole Bnei'ir, then obviously everybody within the Tchum is included. Uh, the Haggad, so this Ramad, the Beis Yosef agrees. Aval mi it's not always easy to know if he agrees or disagrees, but here he agrees. Haggad, aval mi shehu chutz latchum, eno yotzei bo, afilo hiniach erev tchumin v'yachol avol lechan. Let's, now, if a person generally just makes an erev for the city, and he says, I'm having a mind everyone within the tchum, or he just says, I'm having everybody a mind in the city, and he doesn't specify Anyone who's outside the Tchum is not included. Even if that person made an Eruv, let's say he's 1,000 Amos outside the city, and he made himself an Eruv Tchumin that he's able to come inside the city, that Eruv doesn't work on him. Because that person knew about his Eruv Tchumin, but the Rav Eir didn't know his Eruv, about his Eruv Tchumin. And so the assumption is the Rav only has in mind for whoever is within the Tchum. <laughs> Unless the Rav Eir specifies, oh, I'm also going to include that person or anybody, or he says, I'm going to include anybody who's within 2,000 Amos who made an Arab type of thing. Well, uh, from, uh, in New York, for Los Angeles, the Chabon, we have danced together. That no, because he can't use it. It's, it's not Shaykh. You have to have Shaykhs to the food. As far as I understand. As far as I understand, you have to have Shaykhs to the food. Um, okay. Tet. Okay, Tet. Dat meniach be'inan shi'achavin lahotzi la'acher. So the one who makes the air of tefshilin, like the rav ba'ir, or a nice neighbor, has to have a mind who he's making the air for. And we're going to see, you have to also make him an owner. So obviously you have to have him in mind. This is the main point. Everybody else in the city doesn't have to know that the Rav made it for him. He might, the, everyone in their own city might make their own, they're supposed to make their own Eruv Tavshilin. And, but the Rav Eir, when he does it, even if no one knows about the Rav Eir, it still works, even though no one had him in mind. Let's say you, you, were, you, you made yours and then it disappeared. So he didn't even plan on using the Ravs. It still works. Rak, on the condition, But obviously, the guy has to know about it on Erev Shabbos because otherwise he won't be able to cook. So if he realizes he doesn't have his own Erev, he can't cook unless someone tells him, oh, by the way, you should just know the Rav made it for you yesterday. So then that's fine. So in other words, everyone's covered even if you don't know about it before Friday. But on Friday, to cook, you have to know about it. Otherwise, there's no way for you to no way for you to think that you're allowed to cook. Hagat. Vim derech hagadol aniach aleim. Somchin alav mistama. Right? And if you know that it's normally for the Rav, the ear, someone does it for everybody else, then you're allowed to be somech on him. Bedyeved, not lechatchila. Again, that was a... It's an old machlokis, but that's the halacha. That lechatchila, you can't rely on the Rav. Yod. Hama'arev l'acherim. Tzarech l'zakot lahem ha'yedei acher. Now, if you are going to make an error for somebody else, you have to make them a part owner of the food, because they have to have a shaykhas to the food. Whoever, basically the same rules who applies to eruve Shabbos, like eruve Tchumin, mezakin ayado be'eruvei Tavshilin. Those are the same rules of having someone else being mezaka for you. Whoever is not allowed to be mezaka 
to receive the food and pick it up and say it's now I'm being mezaka not only for me but for everybody else or just for everybody else. So then, whoever lifts it up, whoever is allowed, whoever cannot lift it up, also cannot for these purposes. So basically a short, short summary would be that Ketanim and Avadim cannot be the recipient, but it could be any Gadol. Um, and then if, if it's someone that is Somech on the, your table, who's eats, who lives in your house and is eating your food, if they're Bar Mitzvah, so Lechatchila, we don't use them. Lechatchila, don't use your wife. Lechatchila, don't use your big children, older children who are Bar Mitzvah, uh, Bar Mitzvah, but you're allowed to be, uh, when it's necessary or a bit yavid. So that's how it is by Eretz Chumin. Same thing here. So, okay. Yud Aleph. Tzarech hazochel agbiya eruv min hakarka or I'll add from the table. You're supposed to, or the guy's hand, you have to lift it up. Tefach. Whoever is being mezaka, you have to lift it up. One, tefach. And then, right, everyone has in mind what you're doing and then it belongs to everybody and now the eruv, the tefshilin can work for everybody. You bet. So when you do this and you give it to somebody else, so then, alright, whoever doing this, it's usually the rab of a shoulder city. So he, he gives it to the, the person who's taking it, who's in Mizaka for the whole seaboard. He, the one who's taking it picks it up. And now the rab takes it back. And then when you pick it up, when the rab picks it up again, he says the bracha, al mitzvat eruv, and that's the bracha. The Omer, and then right away he says the following nusach, and we'll see it's a very important to say this nusach. We'll see what happens if you forget later on. The Omer b'den yehei sharei lan afuye ulavashule ulatmune uladluki shraga, right? And with this, uh, which is referring to the erev tashilin, now we're going to be permitted. To bake, to cook, to do hatmana, to light candles. Ule me'abad, the nusach continues, Ule me'abad kol tzarchana miyom tov l'shabbos. And I can make whatever, now I can prepare whatever I need from yom tov to Shabbos. Lana, this is for me or us, my family. Vili floni or floni, and for my neighbor, this person or that person. Olachol b'nei ha'irazo, so for the entire city. So you just, whatever it applies to, right? Whatever, whatever, whoever you're using, you're saying it for, you say it for everyone. Well, that's actually Aramaic, but if you don't, I don't know, but if you don't understand what you're saying, So the Mishnah Bar corrects, and you must say it in a language that you understand, whether it's Yiddish, Aramaic, English, whatever it might be. Um... Okay. And with this, you're allowed to do other stuff as well, because you already included everything. Shechita, whatever you need to do. Good Gilmo. What do we do? I don't know, is in the Sidurian, but it would be... It says that language in small writing. So the question is, do we need to say that? You need to say whatever it's for. You say li Valana. You can say us. You can say kol mishpachti. But then you got to be machna to the whole city. Right. You have to share your piece of meat with everyone. I'm, I'm going to come over. Uh, <laughs> wow, then I'm coming over every Friday night. <laughs> 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 
So, even though you made an Erev, this is talking about a two-day Yom Tov, so it's in Chutz La'aretz, um, you can't grow your or Rosh Hashanah, yeah. on grow, Thursday, you can't grow, you grow your steaks on day Thursday, for Shabbos. Or for day two. Or for day two. Correct. Either way. Either way. You can't cook on Thursday for Friday or Shabbos. Yeah, if the whole the the whole concept of Erev Tavshilin is only to cook on Erev Shabbos for Shabbos. Which means Friday. Oh, it has to always be Friday for Shabbos. It can never be Thursday. You could not do it the day prior for Shabbos. And it could even be an Isser the Araisa to cook on Thursday. Because if because it could be that Thursday is however it works out because if sake of the Yoma. Whatever. Okay. Fine. Um so. now if a person did do it on Thursday, Mishnah Bur says you're allowed to eat it. But don't, but you're allowed to eat it. Oh yeah? Yeah. Okay. So I'll ask if the person had das and he knew that he's not allowed to do it, then we usually possibly know it's us. If it's someone who did it and didn't realize the halacha and was a little bit of an ignoramus, so then usually the Rebbe will allow for the eating of the food. That's, sorry. Okay, I don't know. I think the mission words make it even be amazing, but we'll look. Okay, so that's our Bissau. <laughs> okay, so now this case in your Dalit was you um right. You make an Eruv today for let's say it's Erev Pesach and you want to use this Eruv on Sukkot something that lasts or you can freeze it. Nowadays you have a freezer. So you want to do it, you want to do an Erev Tashilin once for two holidays, two years, many years, whatever. So, Lechatchila, Lechatchila, you're not allowed to, you have every Yom Tov, you have to do a new one. I mean, that's Takanas Chazal. They want us, it's a mitzvah and they want us to be doing it often to remind us every, uh, every holiday. So, Lechatchila, you're not allowed to. But you are allowed to rely on it because you did it and it's still edible, it's still a kazayas and you're allowed to. And we see this sort of, just this concept, um, anytime it's a Yom Tov Sheni, um, that you're allowed to do it, technically, um, the the that you're making is supposed to be done right before uh, the day. So if really only... Um, uh, technically, you should if, if it's a two-day Yom Tov, and we're saying, let's say, Friday is the real Yom Tov, which why are you doing Erev Tashilin for it? You should really be doing it on Thursday, the, the day before. just comes out, we're always doing it two days before. We never do, an, you're not allowed to, we never do an Erev Tashilin on a two-day Yom Tov while, while it's Yom Tov, mm-hmm. on the Thursday. You always have to do it on the Wednesday. You always have to do it before Yom Tov starts. So you see, this is the one time where it's done like Chachil and Chutzar, it's where it's done in advance, or... Rosh Hashanah and Eretz Yisrael. But you just see the concept that it could be done, it's supposed to be done right before Yom Tov, that, that day, but Lamai said you're allowed to do, we do it like two days before. Sunday also, yeah. Right. right. Uh, 
Okay. But anyways, at least it's done for every new holiday, which is really the idea. Tet Vav. So you do a new one each time. Tet right. From even seven days apart, you make a new one. Tet Vav. Now what happens if the Eruv disappears? Uh, you eat it, you eat it. Um, before you cook for Shabbos. So we basically had this halach again before. That once it gets eaten or disappears and you don't have a kazayit left, then you're stuck. It's you, you no longer, even though you made an air of tashilin, you no longer have an air of tashilin, and you can no longer cook on Friday for the next day. Again, there is a, you can be still be so mech on the rav if he made one. And there's another, there's another way out. Right. So that's what we learned already. So that's exactly the case of onus. And I think we're gonna learn there's another way out. Okay, we'll stop here and we'll say that other way out. Let me get move on.